0: My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family, here on Purple Mafia which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I appreciate each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. This is episode number 93 of the aforementioned Purple Mafia. I am your host, Joey Awajan, or Paladino Joey, as mentioned by our executive producer, Dylan Richardson, at the beginning of the introduction of this show. Today is September the 6th, 2011. We are just a few days away from the 10-year anniversary of 9-11. And also, of course, (laughs) the season opener against the San Diego Chargers. Well, you could say this is the season preview for the Minnesota Vikings, season preview for the NFL, but mostly the Vikings. We're going to do a little NFC North preview. We're going to make some predictions about how the uh, NFC North will do, and I'll then do later on in the show, I will end the show, (laughs) with an official prediction segment of how teams in the NFC North will Finish and how, or which two teams will go to the conference finals on each side of the NFC and the AFC? The two teams then that will face off in the Super Bowl and the single Super Bowl champion. I will do that, of course, at the end. <laughs> Bouncing around a little bit. Uh, yes, I apologize that I did not have game reviews for the preseason. I did not. I was just wasn't as available as I've been in years past during that particular time. Schedules getting in the way, not being able to work around it, and I deeply, deeply apologize. We're gonna definitely improve on that, especially coming into the regular season. I mean, it, that that's a must. It's an absolute must. I mean, if, if I'm gonna be doing Purple Mafia, I better be getting behind the mic. So uh, thanks again for your patience, all of you. Unfortunately, no Collins again to Purple Mafia. That's a little bit of a bummer. I miss you guys out there a lot, Anthony from L.A., Brent Jacobson, others. Hey. Sebastian Balls, I'd like you to call in if you can, Tony Coleman, Dan Doro, I mean, you guys are absolutely out there, a lot of you are local, uh, except Anthony from LA, really, almost most of you are local, that are that post on the uh, Facebook page, call in 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877, would appreciate it oh so very much if you were to call in, it is a voicemail, do treat it as such, remember to do it that way, you call in and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, there's been some revamping to the the sportsstuff.com front page. It looks very cool, actually. A nice job by executive producer, creator, and webmaster Dylan Richardson, as mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, he did a nice job on the front page of the sportsstuff.com. It's 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 a pretty cool little update. Give it a look see. It looks it looks pretty sharp. Don't forget to join those message boards. Click on the TSS boards button, and then you pretty much go from there. So really the gist of the show today is, like I said, a season preview. We're going to pretty much start out with <coughs> the Viking transactions. Excuse me, pardon my clearing throat here. But yeah, Viking transactions. So we're not going to review the preseason games much. It's more or less we're going to talk about uh, the transactions. Who's going to be on this team and who isn't. Uh, that's pretty much what we're going to start out with. Then, of course, like I said delve deeper into the actual season previews, the NFC North preview, and then we'll close with the NFL uh, predictions and all that good stuff, the predictions. So, here we go. Well, the Vikings did sign linebacker Chad Greenway to a five-year contract. That's the most recent thing, so we'll just start off with that. Might as well, since it's kind of like the biggest story. That also uh, frees up time and room to get started negotiating with Adrian Peterson that could get real interesting. I mean, it could lead into him getting the franchise tag next season, just like Chad Greenway got the franchise tag going into this season. Now he's got his five-year contract. Maybe we do the same thing with Peterson, give him the franchise tag, like at the start of free agency, and then getting into the later, into the actual preseason and all that good stuff. They give Adrian Peterson with a three- to five-year contract. It'll probably be like five. I don't think Adrian's going to take some three-year deal. Probably be a five-year contract and see how things go from there. Um, it's going to be quite interesting. There were some very interesting cuts, though. This is when things really start to make people wonder what's going on. The biggest cut, of course, was when the Vikings cut Rhett Bummer. What? Okay, no, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that was on August 29th. But uh, <laughs> I had to throw that in just to be, you know, yeah, just because I, was just, I wouldn't be me if I didn't do that. Um, no, Rhett Bromar, we didn't even actually really see him play in the preseason. Anyway, uh, wish him the best. I'm sure he's a, decent human being. Good luck to your career. We'll see what happens there. But no, there were some, um, interesting cuts along the way. Jeff Dugan, Heath, Farwell, Ryan Cook all released in the cuts on September 3rd, 2011. A couple more I'll get into in a little bit. But yeah, Jamar Johnson, that was the other semi-big one, um, Devin Aroma-Shadu will be playing on Sundays. That's right, Devin Aroma-Shadu will play on Sundays. Minnesota Vikings acquisition at wide receiver. Uh, the number two acquisition at wide receiver behind Michael Jenkins. Very um, really exciting free agent to prop for the Vikings this year. Well, not really. <laughs> Outside of acquiring Donovan McNabb at the quarterback position, we all know about that already. But no, uh, Ryan Cook, Jeff Dugan, and Heath Barwell, all gone. Very interesting. Uh, Ryan Cook never, never really living up to a second round pick. No. And of course the trivial question is, who did the Vikings get for Dante Culpepper? Ryan Cook. Ultimately, that's a, that's a push because both of the players were pretty, pretty much useless at that point in time. 2005 on, you know, post 2005 and on, Ryan Cook was virtually useless. Uh, Jeff Dugan, A veteran of this team for a long period of time, a pretty valuable veteran, is no longer with the Minnesota Vikings. He was like a tight end fullback type, Uh, 99% blocker, 1% uh, receiver. That's pretty much the story there. But a valuable asset and a well-respected player in the locker room and on the field on Sundays. Uh, Heath Farwell, though, you talk about a respected and a valuable piece I mean, he was like the MVP of the uh, fantasy team, fantasy team, excuse me, (laughs) the special teams, yeah, they might as well be a fantasy team, but no, the special teams, Heath Farwell was one of the studs in all of football on fantasy teams, gollies, you guys know what I mean, okay, special teams, I'm just, yeah, all this stupid fantasy football is making my head spin, and yeah, that's just how it goes, Um, Heath Farwell, yeah. He had an ACL tear about two years ago, and unfortunately that's the problem here with, with old Heath Farwell. Heath Farwell, um, right, it's not really the main problem, but uh, they're maybe afraid of his injury past with that. A little teeny bit of age and, um, well, obviously cap space. The so Vikings need to make cap space. They made absolutely no moves at the safety position acquiring anybody. They had Tyrell Johnson and Jamarcus Sanford duke it out. Uh, ultimately, Jamarcus Sanford. As I was talking about on the previous show, I was like, "There's a, there must be a reason why he hasn't. He's never won that position. I'm surprised they would be going with Tyrell Johnson and not Demarco Sanford because I would think Sanford is the better player out of the two. Well, Sanford is the better player out of the two, and he has won the starting position at free safety for the Minnesota Vikings. So congratulations <laughs> to Marcus Sanford, finally winning that starting position over Tyrell Johnson." Uh, Medea Williams yeah complete garbage for two years Sanford was better from the get-go in a lot of people's opinions but never really you know so I mean Sanford never really like took the reins of that position he just kind of was an exciting piece on, fa- on special teams I almost said fantasy again on special teams I'm in a fantasy world right now um, and you know in spurts during the regular during regular play it's gonna be real interesting to see how Jamarcus Sanford fares at the free safety position, but though i got to think he will be an upgrade over Medea Williams regardless, and over Tyrell Johnson. Tyrell will remain with the team, will not be cut. Vikings, again, as mentioned, no moves at the free safety position. We'll get deeper into the Chicago Bears later, but uh, yeah, the Saints released safety Merriweather, and he winds up with the Bears, now with the Vikings. A lot of people very frustrated and annoyed with that. We'll get more into that when we get to the Chicago Bears section of the preview. Of course, There'll be ties, you know. I'll talk about the Vikings along with. I mean, when I'm talking about the other members of the NFC North, you guys know I'm going to do that. So we'll see how things turn out. We will see how things turn out there. It will be pretty interesting indeed. So as we kind of slide around into other uh, moves, other transactions. Well, the Vikings signed. Uh, excuse me, the Vikings officially. I'll say this first. Jasper Brinkley injured his hip during the third preseason game, and he is unfortunately out for the entire season. So officially placed on injured reserve on September 3rd, meaning that's the end of Jasper Brinkley for the year. Another valuable piece in the special teams. That really sucks. I mean, you cut Keith Farwell and Jasper Brinkley's out for the year. That really sucks. <laughs> just just a little bit. Thank God we have Kenny Ayonotolo. Uh, uh, I can't even say his name, but we, you know who I'm talking about. Kenny Onatolo, very valuable piece on special teams. I guess that might be part of the reason why the Vikings cut Heath Farwell. They figure, yeah, Kenny <laughs> is a better, uh, I mean, they figure Kenny is a cheaper solution and is really not much of a downgrade from Heath Farwell. But yeah, with the loss of Brinkley, who was an immediate backup for EJ Henderson, a very valuable piece. In fact, he started in his rookie year replacing EJ Henderson when when EJ broke his uh, femur. um, Man, oh man. The Vikings do acquire David Heron, who was play was on the Vikings a few years ago. Remember that? I talked about him extensively on uh, you know, on those on the in the in the training camp specials and ultimately how I me mean, he made the team. It was kind of fun watching him ascend and make the team, going all the way from an undrafted guy. The Vikings do acquire him on August 27th to help replace Jasper Brinkley, and he's gone within a week, unfortunately for him. <laughs> classic stuff, classic stuff indeed. We'll get to his replacement in a minute here. Um, very, very frustrating there indeed. Uh, some other familiar names though on the cut list, we'll mention real quick. Ryan Imperio again released, 7th round pick, at fullback position. and uh, Iglesias, a lot of people were a little bit, or not a lot of people were surprised, but a little bit. He was kind of, he was decent. Stephen Burden, who was a later pick in the the draft was also released during the cuts. Tremaine Johnson, who's kind of been who's been around for a while, in and out with the Vikings in these training camps, he was released again. <laughs> Remember, he went to Detroit last year, but came back here. Uh, interesting how that turns out. Yeah, J.M.R. Johnson, one of the bigger ones. So the Vikings keeping Greg Camarillo. Some people. I'd be wondering, what's the deal here? Is, is Camarillo that much better of a punt returner or kick returner, kick returner, excuse me, than Jamar Johnson? I doubt it. Actually, I don't know. I, I don't know. I would rather have Johnson over Camarillo, to be honest, if it was up to me. And yes, I would keep Aroma Shadu over both of them. Oh, yeah. So I agree with uh, Paul Allen, and Paul Allen was uh, really in support of Devin Aroma Shadu on that front. But other than that, not the major... Biggest surprises of all time. Outside of that, uh, but now we get to the well, the one that surprised the crap out of me, <laughs> Chris Dagir. The Vikings release Chris Geer. It's just like, what were they thinking? It's just it, it stunned the crap out of me. I was like, okay, we have almost no depth on the offensive line at all. Um, you already got rid of Ryan Cooks, so and now you're getting rid of Geer? Why is? Love that, is Love that much better than him? Okay, I guess they're feeling the Love, uh, but he's not exactly averaging 15 rebounds a game because this is the wrong sport. Kevin Love, yeah, you got the wrong Love here, but whatever, we'll see how it happens. DeMarcus Love of the Vikings offensive line, he ended up I guess beating out Chris Jaguar. Both of them had versatility. Both of them were taken in the sixth round, and uh, DeMarcus Love officially remaining on the Minnesota Vikings. But Jaguar and Ryan Imperio were moved to the practice squad, along with Stephen Burden, who was also a draft pick, a wide receiver, seventh round pick, if I remember correctly. And yes, I do. Um, so the we have our uh, we have our practice squad. We have Emmanuel Archinol, fullback Matt Asiata. So yeah, because the Vikings don't even really use a fullback this year. It looks like, unless you want to make that guy uh, uh, Jim Kleinsasser, who is on the team still. Stephen Burton, but yeah, Stephen Burton, as I'm moving on quickly. Ryan the Imperial, there's another pullback. Chris Jaguerre. Yes, Chris Jaguar did clear waivers and wound up on the practice squad. So glad that Chris Jaguar is still a member of the organization at this point in time. Running back Caleb King, defensive end Cedric McKinley, and the tight end Alan Reisner, who was <laughs> one of the last guys who made the team and was cut at the last second to acquire another player, to acquire that linebacker. Again, we'll get to that in a second. That was fun times indeed. Um, definitely been some crazy moves up and down. I mean, I mean, but then again, again, <laughs> I'm calling it crazy here. But ultimately, it's you know, it's training camp being training camp. I mean, there's always familiar players getting cut, but this year it seemed like a little bit more than normal. I mean, you can tell it's a new, it's a coach that had has been in this organization before, and uh, that at the same time, of course, had different opinions than the previous one. That's why guys like Ryan Cook, Jeff Dugan, and Heath Farwell no longer on the roster. At least at this point in time, very very interesting on that front. So we'll see how that goes. Not the worst moves of all time. Uh, really, not really. It's it's nice to see LaTroy Guyon finally becoming a starting defensive tackle in the NFL with the departure of Pat Williams. We'll miss Pat Williams, but LaTroy Guyon I think couldn't be an upgrade. Though Will it be Remy Adele when Kevin Williams comes back from a two-week suspension? It won't be a four-week suspension. It'll be a two-game suspension for the Purple Pill Eater uh, deal. Remember the, you know, performance-enhancing drug with the water pill. The Purple Pill Eater, Kevin Williams, used to be two of them with Pat Williams as well. But um, only a two-game suspension luckily, so that was cut in half. Um, Guyan and Remy Adele will start in those positions. We'll see which one keeps the starting position and which one doesn't. It'll be interesting. Adele, of course, a member of the high-low attack on Brett Favre, which gave him a very purple ankle for a very long time after the infamous NFC Championship game. The (laughs) bumbling-fumbling you know, in New Orleans, that was no fun. No, it really wasn't. It was a great game, but the result and the fumbling was not fun. So that's pretty much how things are rolling around with the Vikings in that department. So there's your transactions at this point in time. We'll get, to get, we'll get back to that linebacker in a second. I'm bouncing around a little bit, but anyway, that's how it goes. I mean, there's a lot of information in front of you. Sometimes it's hard to get it all into one place. And uh, it's, there he is, Xavier Adebay. Adibi. excuse me, I am not. I don't know if I'm saying his name right or not. A role player, basically. What do you expect? Oh, yeah, Larry Dean also making in the roster. That's a pretty unknown figure as well. Yes, it is. A very unknown figure. Larry Dean, that's actually a rookie player. Xavier Adeby, I don't think I'm saying his name right, but whatever. He's from Stillwater, Oklahoma, which is kind of funny. Stillwater, you know, Stillwater, Minnesota by St. Paul. Yeah, but really just a reserve linebacker for the not best defense of all time, the Houston Texans, in three seasons. Um... He was an alright player. Not the worst, not the best. No sacks, no interceptions in his career with the Houston Texans. I almost called them the Oilers, but hey, he's an NFL player. He played the last three years. Numbers aren't bad. Um, Nothing spectacular. He did force two fumbles last year. He forced one fumble the year before in 2009. Fumble recovery in 2008, so it's kind of like a switcheroo between all... Three years, so there was some forced turnovers. That's good. That's very good, actually. Um, in, in the limit, in a reserve role, not the worst numbers, to be honest. So welcome to the Minnesota Vikings, Xavier Adibi Adibai. I believe it's more Adibai. It sounds more correctly. I, yeah, that's just how it goes. Welcome to the Vikings, Mr. Xavier from Virginia Tech, coming into his fourth season in the NFL. Oh, and one other player. I don't know why I didn't get to this earlier. I really don't. Well, you could say two. I mean, Brandon Burton was a draft pick, but still kind of cool to see him making the team. Another uh, cornerback, Brandon Burton, is a member of the Minnesota Vikings. I believe he was a fifth-round pick, and I said he'd compete with Azure Allen. Ultimately, and potentially for the job, both of them on the roster at this point in time. Uh, But, yeah, Marcus Sherrills. Remember, he's a guy who was kind of a favorite of mine last preseason, Still kind of a semi-favorite coming in, though I criticized him a little bit on episode number 92. Uh, Marcus Sherrill's a member of the Minnesota Vikings and a former member of the Minnesota Gophers. Small in stature, but uh, a big, solid player. Made some nice hits. Uh, occasionally gets burned, but did force that pick six. That was great. And he's a pretty good punt returner when he's not muffing the punt, not muffing the, the ball, not muffing the kick, excuse me. Of course, a former member of the Minnesota Gophers as well. He will play on Sundays. Welcome to the National Football League, Marcus Sherrills, and as expected, and a guy who couldn't end up taking all the who, who a lot of people believe could end up being the best safety on the roster when all said and done. You know, the best safety out of the five guys right now, Hussein Abdullah, Eric Fram, Tyrell Johnson, Jamarcus Sanford, and Mistral Raymond, is who I'm talking about. Mistral Raymond, a player, a six-round pick. Remember, the Vikings had three six-round picks this year. Very crazy. I uh, call him Remy Adele, the other guy. Remy, a uh, a yodel. There we go. Adele, a yodel. Excuse me. But no, Mr. L. Raymond. A lot of people are very excited about him from South Florida. A very, still a very unknown school, you know. Ultimately, but a guy who could end up being very valuable for this team in the years to come. We will see how Mr. L. Raymond turns out. But hey, it's something to look forward to. It is something to look forward to. And as Viking fans, constantly looking for that. Another guy. Okay, I'll say another one. <laughs> Adrian awesome. Adrian awesome who was awesome during the uh, the preseason. Yes, he was. A former New York Giant undrafted player, did not play last year. Undrafted player as mentioned played two years with the Giants in 08 and 09. Hey, very good in the preseason. He is a Minnesota Viking at least as of now and probably for a while. I mean, at least for the year I would think. DeAndre Reed also joins that defensive line, the defensive and uh, core and all that good stuff. Christian Ballard, and Everson Griffin, all those guys. Actually, this defensive line, you know, Pat Williams gone or not, even Kevin Williams suspended, it's a pretty damn good defensive line. You know, I mean, from top to bottom. Latroy Guyon, as I mentioned a million times, of course, Kevin Williams, Fred Evans, Christian Ballard, Remy Oyo, Brian Robinson, who is very effective in limited time and is very quick, DeAndre Reed. Not bad. DeAndre Reed, a draft pick, had a nice preseason Everson Griffin, who knows? I mean, he had a really good start to the preseason, maybe a little bit quieter finish. Adrian Owasom, Uh Owasom? <laughs> I just keep calling him Owasom, but I'm not from New Jersey or New York or any of that, but I'm just having fun with it. And, of course, yeah, the freak, Jared Allen. Um, very very cool to see the, uh, Adrian Adrian now though, uh, emerge the way he did in this preseason. It's cool to see a guy like that. I mean, he, he's the kind of guy you root for. You see him emerge... Along with uh, guys like Lorenzo Booker, and uh, who will be playing at the running back position as well, the former Florida State member, uh, a very explosive uh, running back with a very explosive game. He really is. He <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be him or Toby Garrett as that third down back. I mean, you got three running backs on the roster officially, and all three of them I think are going to be a factor this year. Yeah. I do believe that. Adrian Peterson, of course, probably the best running back in the game. Toby Gerhardt looks a lot better than last year. And Lorenzo Booker is uh, explosive. So, And they're all pretty darn young. In fact, Adrian Peterson is the oldest member of the group. Actually, excuse me, Lorenzo Booker is one year older. But that's, that's pretty young. Gotta like what you see there. Christian Ponder, of course, has won the number two quarterback position officially So Christian Ponder is your backup quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Should anything happen to Donovan McNabb, the future will be the present with Christian Ponder, number seven, quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. We will see how that goes. He, uh, in the four games of the preseason, he's like one of those stocks with the constant little uptrend. You know, you look at that that, that constant uptrend, like the the diagonal line, just... Hey, Christian Ponder improved with every game he played in this preseason. And to me, again, that's a sign of a player that that is a fast learner. Players that learn fast improve quickly and improve, and improve consistently. Not just quickly, but consistently. And that is what I saw out of Christian Ponder in this preseason. And ladies and gentlemen, of the, <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings faithful, and of course the Pearl Mafia faithful, to say Christian Ponder is the quarterback of the future is a very good thing. The future does look bright, and uh, I do believe the Vikings are in good hands with Christian Ponder as the quarterback of the future. I am uh, I am optimistic. Uh, I'm optimistic. For the most part, I think I am optimistic, though I, can <laughs> I have fun sometimes criticizing players or plays or coaching decisions or whatever or free agent decisions at times. But overall, I am an optimist, and I am very happy with uh, the progress of Christian Ponder. I mean, you give, give him the benefit of the doubt, enjoy it. Enjoy it. We finally have a young quarterback of the future on this team for the first time since, dare I say his name, Dante Culpepper. <laughs> Though, the you know, Culpepper was not somebody that consistently improved. He just kind of blew up one year. He did absolutely nothing in 99, was not ready to play. And then came in in 2000, blew up, and then totally imploded in 2001 into 2002, and then had two more good years in 2003 04, and that was about it. Then he just basically stopped, forgot how to play, and never really returned to form again. So, ponder the steady improvement, the fast learner. Hey, (laughs) this is the future looks bright at quarterback, as far as I'm concerned. Very, very intriguing, very clutch during a drive. Almost got the Vikings a victory against the Dallas Cowboys in Week 3. And, of course, Week 3 is this is the game usually when the starters get the most playing time. So to see Christian Ponder play as well as he did in a game that, you know, he wasn't really getting extended playing time and maybe some of, you know, some of the better players were still playing when he was in. He looked, he looked awesome. He did. Gotta like it. Because, yeah, Week 3 is the biggest workout for the more either the, the starters or, like, the immediate backups, like the number two is the second string, not, like, third and fourth. Great week for Christian Ponder. Great preseason for him, indeed. Very intrigued. Joe Webb, we'll see what happens. Uh, with Rhett Walmart gone, Joe Webb will remain the third-string quarterback on the roster, and um, we'll see. We'll see what they do. They can do anything they want, pretty much, with uh, Joe Webb. It's going to be fun to find out how that turns out. So, we're going to get to the Facebook group here briefly. Well, not too briefly, but brief enough. Uh, there weren't that many posts, unfortunately. There really weren't that many posts. So, we'll start with Tony Coleman. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Go visit the page and click like. Simple as that. We we could use you. Hop on board and start posting. It's it's Why not? Interact with all of us Viking fans this is worth it indeed. Tony Coleman says, this is about that Cowboy game, of course, so that's why, that's a nice segue. He says, I gotta say Ponder had a hell of a last minute and a half there. He looked good. I thought if that last play had, <laughs> had ended out of bounds like it was supposed to, he may have won the game. So, very true indeed, and uh, it was uh, you know, a very encouraging sign for the future of this franchise. Christian Ponder showing early signs that he is the real deal. Very cool thoughts, Tony Coleman, as always. <laughs> Chris Burke of the Sports Illustrated believes that uh, Tony Coleman again posting this Vikings will be 6 and 10. That's worse than their <laughs> prediction for Detroit at 8 and 8. What do you think of the of this NFC North assessment? Very crazy. Very crazy. Uh, definitely too negative, that's for sure. Nigel Southern, so great. Nice to hear from Nigel Southern of course and very uh strong contributor to Timberwolves Explosion, which is another show I do on the sportstuff.com and iTunes, covering, of course, the Minnesota Timberwolves. He says, I think the Vikings have some real weaknesses this year. The D-line, secondary, a deep threat partner for Harvin. I'd like to think they could do better than 6-10, and 10, but we will require some outstanding play from AP and whoever plays quarterback to get this team into the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, the <laughs> the, the uh, there are a lot of weaknesses, all right. Uh, the D-line, to me, is a position of depth, I believe. Um, I can understand where Nigel's coming from a little bit, but really, overall, I think the D-line is a position of strength. Maybe he meant the offensive line. I'm not sure. I think the O-line is the frightening thing, and especially if we're cutting Chris Gare. It's like, what are you doing? You Really? You cut Chris Gare when you have a weak offensive line, and you already cut Cook. Not seeing I like Cook. In fact, I've actually not wanted him here for quite a while. No offense to him. I'm sure he's a great guy, but not a very good football player as far as I'm concerned. Certainly not worthy of a second-round pick in the National Football League. Um, You, you cut Chris Jaguar. What are you doing? <laughs> it was already soft enough. Uh, DeMarcus Love, who knows? A lot of people do like him, but it's too early to really say he's really anything yet in this league. McNabb does look really sharp, though, so I do believe the quarterback position is uh, very steady. At, at worst, <laughs> at worst, the quarterback position looks great, as far as I'm concerned. McNabb extremely sharp, Ponder, one of those stocks that continues to climb. Very exciting. Uh, I'm not impressed overall about the wide receiver position, uh, Tony and Nigel. I'm not impressed at all at the wide receiver position outside of Percy Harvin, who really, to me, is not a wide receiver. He is a slot receiver. He's an underneath guy. Catch and go. Catch and go. Yak. Yards after catch. He's a yak guy. He's not a jump ball, touchdown, wide receiver that you throw to the sidelines. You throw to the sidelines for Percy Harvin, the ball doesn't get caught. You know, I'm sorry to say that, but uh, to me, that's fact. Not tall enough to be a sideline receiver, so therefore, he is not a wide receiver. He is just a, a receiver. <laughs> I don't know how much to do. Could could be a short value, as far as I'm concerned. Short-term value, he might be. Would have been fun if the Vikings did went after Chester Taylor, but he ended up going to the Arizona Cardinals. The Bears do cut him and acquire Marion and Barbara. We'll get more into that in a little bit when we get into the uh, NFC North preview. Toby Gerhart, we'll see what happens there. I also talk about how the Lions, seeing them becoming the 8-8 eight eight club, interesting. They do have some nice pieces. Their offense, Their offense in general is very good. It all depends on Matthew Stafford. Is he finally ready to blow up and be a, a quarterback of the franchise for the Detroit Lions? Or is he just going to be the same not-so-great not so quarterback that he's been thus far? We'll see what happens there. Uh, you got Kelvin Johnson, who is the elite. Uh, Javid Best, who started strong and finished weak last year. Well, what will happen there? We're not sure. The defensive line on the Detroit Lions is definitely uh, one of the rising defensive lines in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned. Is this the year the Roar is, is restored? Well, ultimately, I'm going to say I doubt it, but maybe. Because I don't think too many people thought the Bears were going to the NFC Championship game last year, and they did. And I don't think anybody thought the Packers would win the Super Bowl last year, but they did. So there you go. Tony Coleman talking about <laughs> the final preseason game, 28-0, to Vikings defeat the Houston Texans. He says, this game was a little bit of a snoozer, but I enjoy the final score. Again, I'm going to say that I think Ponder looked good. Granted, he wasn't playing against the starters, but I saw a lot of potential with him. We might have a decent future with this guy. Webb, who I am stuck up for the past, didn't look as good as Ponder looked to me tonight. No. And I don't think uh, Webb looked as good as Ponder the entire preseason, as far as I'm concerned. He just doesn't look as sharp and certainly more prone to turnovers, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Ponder, hey, you know, I had, a, I had a nice talk there. I already talked about Ponder quite a bit. Great thoughts, Tony Coleman, of course. These are from part of what Tony was saying too. I mean I, I really agree with him about Ponder. Very exciting indeed. Anthony Batista, Anthony from LA, makes a comment saying Donovan looks calm and comfy in the pocket with a nice s- strong arm and a little mobility to him still. Uh, little mobility to him still. Running game is elite as usual. Wideouts are average aside from I told Percy. I told Percy. Sorry about Favre, That was a cool line. Uh, the O-line is getting better every week. D-line will need to improve from last year and force hurry-ups and turnovers. Greenway and Henderson accounted for over 240 tackles together. And our DBs must stay healthy and catch easy picks. Vikings do all this and we got a long shot. And, and we got a shot at being 10-6 or better. Hmm. He says, "That's my take. Going, going to the game. Opening day in San Diego. Got to like that. I'll post picks. Uh, very, very cool. We will definitely look forward to that. Gotta love that, uh, Anthony. Nice to see posts. We'll probably yeah, yeah. Put them in the Purple Mafia show page here. That'd be great. And there they will. There they will remain. It will be a part of Purple Mafia lore, <laughs> Anthony. So very cool." Got it like that, indeed. Anthony Batista says, Okay, Joey, tell the Vikes to sign Merriweather. And, of course, they didn't. Wow, well, we dumped deal for a reason, and we did not bring in the suitable replacement. Not sure what the heck is going on. Not sure what the heck is going on with that. Now, I also post that Greenway gets an extension. There you go. We talked about him already. Sebastian Balls with his season prediction. He says, Lose to San Diego. Then week two, McNabb gets injured, and Ponder comes in and gets the win. Ponder does so well that when McNabb is healthy, he doesn't get to start, and we finish the year 11-5, and five, winning the division. Green Bay gets the wild card. Green Bay wins wild card, and we beat them in the divisional round at home with Longwell getting a game-winning field goal against his former team. The next round, we beat Philly to face the Ravens in the Super Bowl, and we win our first-ever Super Bowl and with our future quarterback, franchise quarterback, Christian Potter. And um, I love the optimism. And you know what? Hey, there is nothing wrong with optimism on Purple Mafia because you know what? I spewed enough negativity last year. You guys probably got sick of me doing it. And at the same time, I'm sure not a soul of you really blame me. (laughs) You maybe got sick of it, but at the same time, could you really blame me? and I couldn't blame you guys either if you guys are spewing negativity about last year's uh, uber-frustrating season. But it's nice to think positive, and you know what? Quite frankly, it's easy to think positive about this team. You know, it is. To me, there's no reason to believe that this team cannot have a winning record going into 2011. I have no reason to believe the Vikings cannot have a winning record in 2011. What? Yep, I'm saying that. Call me a homer, call me whatever you want. If you really want to call me a homer, you don't really listen to Purple Mafia. Because did I sound like a homer last year? No. I sounded like a very frustrated fan who wanted to win. That's what I sounded like. Um, Do I think the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl? No. (laughs) Do I think they're going to the NFC title game? Probably not. But if they do, hey, (laughs) great. Spectacular and Sebastian, I hope you're 110% right and the Vikings win it all. But I, I'm just, you know, giving my opinion, and uh, I love the optimism, though very much indeed. Predicting somebody to get hurt, well, okay, okay, that's fine. I mean, it, it's fun. It's just you're mostly just saying that Ponder's going to take over and be a, a superstar. I hope he does, man. I hope he does. I hope Ponder sizes up that ring with the purple, uh, purple, with the purple stone in it and the Vikings logo on top. World champion Minnesota Vikings. I, you know, hey. Uh, maybe someday Christian Ponder will win a championship with his team. Will it be this year? Maybe. Probably not, but maybe. Uh, will it be in the future? Oh, I hope so. I sure hope so. Uh, I also, I then posted the list of cuts, list of transactions of September 5th. Of course, Ryan DiPirio and all them going, Chris Degere, of course, going to the practice squad. Very happy to hear that Deguerre has been retained. And Anthony Batista says he ag- says agreed. Yeah, I, it does make me feel better a gear was retained via the practice squad because I do think Chris Jaguar has a place in the National Football League and uh, I'm a little surprised that he's not going to be playing Sundays, at least not, not as of yet. I'm a little surprised by that, but at least we retained him. I mean, I'm kind of surprised that nobody, and I mean nobody, picked him up. To get on the practice squad, nobody claimed him. Usually it's guys that are not going to really jump on a roster right away. So... Congratulations, Chris Jaguar, at sticking with the Vikings, I guess. Or congratulations, Vikings, and getting Jaguar through waivers. I'm glad about that. So uh, I'm glad uh, Anthony Batista, Anthony from L.A., agrees. Boy, I miss his calls, though, man. Anthony, I know you're listening. I miss your calls. I, I understand you have a life, though, and maybe you're too busy. So, hey, <laughs> that's why Purple Mafia hasn't been around, because I'm busy. You know, too much junk going on. Being it's regular season, though, i got to get my butt behind this mic and being that second shift, honestly, is more show-friendly than first shift, <laughs> back in second shift again I gotta get my butt, my ass behind the microphone <laughs> yes I do, I really love the post guys, please keep them coming please keep them coming, missing you Dan Doro out there I, I understand you're probably busy with school from what I saw, you said you got scored 100% on a test, that's pretty cool, some radar test. that's pretty cool congratulations <laughs> I don't know if you want me saying that on the air but uh, hey it's a positive thing you scored hundred percent so well done Dan Doro well done indeed <laughs> shout out to you and yeah I missed you on this sh- on the show man I miss you on the on the boards you're always so such a great contributor uh, I are you Sebastian and Anthony and Tony you guys are the absolute best so uh, we'll be uh, we'll be concluding the page now there's not much there's nothing else to say about the Facebook page don't forget to go there and Click like. That's it. All right. So we're going to take a quick break, and we will get to the NFC North preview, and then after that, one more segment with the NFL predictions, NFC North preview and NFL prediction. Actually, NF- NFC North predictions and NFL predictions. Boy, oh boy! If I ever get that right, I will be a happy man. We'll be right back on the 93, the 93rd episode of Pro Mafia, the John Randall episode. <laughs> We are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 93, which is a reminder for iPod users and other MB3 players like the Microsoft Zune and whatever else. Uh, welcome on board once again to the show. Well, let's just pretty much jump into the NFC North preview. Well, we all have gotten, we've talked about the Vikings transactions. Let's move on to, well, you could kind of say the least of our worries, I guess, at this point in time. Well, who do you think it is? The Detroit Lions. Of course it's the Detroit Lions. Uh, for now. They, uh, they're an improving team. Yes, they are. Uh, Matthew Stafford is basically in addition from within, of course, coming back from injury. And uh, a lot of people expect him to have a, a breakout season once and for all. Number one pick a few years back. Is this finally the time for Matthew Stafford to shine for the Detroit Lions? We'll see job at best. Well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, there's no, like, massive additions where you're like, oh my god, here come the Detroit Lions, but they made a few okay moves here and there. Nothing really to really majorly get into in general. They signed kind of who they could, I guess. They just kind of are who they are at this point in time, but really the key is the defensive line, like I talked about when I was looking at the Facebook group. The defensive line and, uh the quarterback, the offense in general are the major keys for this uh, Detroit Lions and the success of the Detroit Lions Matthew Stafford, Sean Hill, Drew Stanton the quarterback, Javid Best, the main guy coming in once again for the, the, uh, the Lions to try to be, well, will, will he take a step up from last year, started up very strong and finished, you could say on the poor side, they have a very nice tight end in Brandon Pettigrew, a very strong uh, season last year yeah, I mean, Javon Betts overall numbers—nothing <laughs> to really get excited about. Really, the best part is, well, he had the five-five-five yards on the ground, only a three-point-two average, four touchdowns officially, but he did have 487 receiving yards, which is, you know, incredible for a running back in the NFL, especially a guy. Yeah, he averaged about as many, or he got about as many receiving yards as he got running. It's just uh, so obviously, the versatility is there. I mean, there's no reason to believe that this team can't continue to be on an uptrend in terms of victories, but are they on the verge of becoming a super team? No, I can't say that. Uh, Pettigrew is, yeah, as I mentioned, one of the better tight ends in the league. Still very young, of course, only 26 years old, coming into his fourth season in the NFL. The main guy, really, to worry about the Detroit Lions is their 24-year-old Ndamukong Sue. Uh, I hope I'm saying his name right, and I think I am, obviously. We all know who that is. He is one of the best defensive tackles in all football. He just might be the best, (laughs) especially by the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's guys like this that you build a franchise around. He had 10 sacks last year as a defensive tackle, not as a defensive end. Uh, Just an overall force, run-stopping, pass-rushing, all the above. I mean, the guy gets it done. Um, He's about as good as it gets in the entire league. He really is. Detroit Lions, will they be a playoff team this year? No. Not unless uh, Matthew Stafford blows up. And I mean just absolutely blows up. It has like a Kurt Warner-type season offensively with, uh, of course, Kelvin Johnson, who clearly, clearly is a star receiver in the National Football League. Um, uh, no major, like, free agent addition, trades, whatever, that make you go like, oh, my God, here come the Detroit Lions. Um Jason Hansen is still there, his 20th season, 41 years old, just amazing how long he has lasted in the NFL, wow, I mean, it's just amazing, Jason Hansen is still there, Uh, poor guy, he has been there forever, it's amazing how long he has stuck around with that franchise, it is just crazy, pretty much the whole 90s and the whole 2000s, and here we are going into 2011, 2011, whatever you want to call it, and uh, he's still there, (laughs) for the time being, probably not forever and ever, but... In a way, forever. Uh, you got Nate Burleson still a member of the Detroit Lion, Detroit Lions. Hey, they have pieces to get to continue to improve. Are they a playoff team once again? Uh, no, they're not. So we're going to pretty much leave things as is. Detroit Lions. I believe. Well, I'll get to the records later. I'll get to the records later. But that's pretty much the deal. with The Detroit Lions. It's pretty much about the offense and the defensive line. The linebacking core is improving. That's pretty much where we'll leave it. Let's get to the Bears. Let's get to the Chicago Bears. You know, I would have really liked to have Dylan Richardson on. In fact, I was even, you know, thinking about calling him. But the schedule and the, you know, the schedule in general, my work schedule and other things I have to do when I get home. (laughs) Other, just other things in general that I have to get done, unfortunately, around the house and all that good stuff and I you know obviously he has the same thing going on as well I just did not (laughs) was not able to 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 be able to make the call I mean I just didn't think I'd be able to get this done tonight unfortunately but I will have Dylan Richardson on very soon I, I know you're listening I gotta get you on here we could probably talk Bears maybe even yeah very soon I'm sure during the regular season of course especially yeah I mean I gotta have him I really should have him on when the Vikings and Bears play I really should uh, this team did make a few more free agent moves the, 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 the Detroit Lions there's really nothing more to say they're not going to just bring in these big time players or even like halfway decent type players uh, the Bears did though yes they did they uh, let go of Chester Taylor and brought in Marion Barber yes Marion Barber joining excuse me Of course, Matt Forte, <laughs> you know, the guy who emerged, of course, had a good freshman year, a bad sophomore year, and a very good junior year for the Chicago Bears last season. The running back, but yeah, you bring in Marion Barber, stabilizes the running back position even more than they had at one point with uh, Chester Taylor. Chester Taylor, almost invisible last year with the Chicago Bears, Um a lot of people writing this team off thinking, yeah, they got to the conference finals last year. You know, the NFC Championship game. Yes, they did. They got to the NFC Championship game. Jake Keller was really pretty much unable to play in that game. You saw Caleb Haney play. <laughs> oh, goody. And Nathan Enderly a bit, little bit. Or, no, you didn't see Nathan Enderly. Excuse me. You saw. <laughs> um, a much older, <laughs> a much older backup for the Chicago Bears at the time, yeah, much older, just a little bit older, but yeah, Caleb Haney, I mean, there just was not much going on at that point, Jay Keller, a more serious knee injury than a lot of people would have liked to admit, um, a lot of people wanting to just pound on Jay Keller because he's not a very likable character, no, he's really not, and he is very interception prone and a lot like Rex Grossman, he, he, he's a rich man's Rex Grossman in a, in a lot of ways, Jay Keller, oh, and by the way, Rex Grossman named the starting quarterback for the Washington Redskins, Wow, let's go Washington Redskins, man! Oh yeah, wow. <laughs> I'm very glad I'm not a fan of that team. Oh yuck! That's all I gotta say. I'd rather be a Bears fan than a Redskins fan. Think about that. Think about that statement. Yeah, I, well, I would. Look at the look at the players. Um, they did make some some moves. I mean, regardless of what you think of them, Marion Barber is an upgrade from Chester Taylor. Of course, the safety they just acquired, Meriwether from the New England Patriots, who a lot of Viking fans just a little pissed off. Brandon Merriweather stepping in at age only 27. Uh, unfortunately, a Miami... <laughs> Miami Hurricane. <laughs> yeah, keep keep watching the news tab, as more and more stuff comes out about that. I'm not going to comment too much. We'll, I'll just say there's a potential for a ridiculous amount of... <laughs> of, uh, you know... <laughs> academic, all that kind of stuff. Well, not not academic, more or less like recruiting fraud going on over there. Um, there's evidence of it, of course. A source from prison uh, mentioning that. We you know that's the news broke about oh about two weeks ago. Um, it's kind of gotten a little quiet for the time being, but uh, boy, that thing could absolutely blow up later on. I'll just leave that alone, though. I'm going way too far already and totally digressing from where I need to be Brandon Merriweather added to the Chicago Bears a defense that's really not that great, in In some ways it is really good in some ways it isn't, Brandon Merriweather an upgrade to the Chicago Bears secondary, which is what he absolutely would have been for the Minnesota Vikings secondary though I am very intrigued to see how Jamarcus Sanford will play as a starter, I'm very happy he is there he is, there he is, the starter oh goody yes oh goody indeed uh, there are players up and down this roster. The Bears continuing to hang on to people. I mean, there are big names on this team. Of course, Julius Peppers, of course, Lance Briggs. Uh, Brian Erlacher's still there, of course. Uh, absolutely. Um, there are pieces. And Charles Tillman's still around. He's always been a fairly solid individual. But no, you, they added Roy Williams as wide receiver. And uh, I know to a lot of people, Roy Williams at wide receiver is like, well, we're, well, well, we're happy for you. Roy Williams sucks. You know he wasn't. He had what one good year with the Lions, sucked with the Cowboys, and well now he's with the, the Bears. That's great. Um, well, hey, it can't hurt. <laughs> it can't hurt, and you know especially with uh, Mike March at the offensive coordinator. We'll see how that turns out. Johnny Knox, of course, a still emerging receiver. With the uh, the Bears, Devin Hester is who he is. Earl Bennett is a pretty solid player as well. I mean, there's no reason to believe this can't be a playoff team. I mean, you got two solid running backs. You have an above-average quarterback, regardless of what you think of him. You have several decent receivers. I mean, it's pretty safe to say, guys. And, yeah, obviously I'm not being a homer when I say this. Obviously I'm not being a homer. You know, this proves it. The Chicago Bears wide receiving tour is uh is, is better than the Vikings. Well yeah it is. Earl Bennett, Hester, Johnny Knox, and yeah, even Roy Williams. Yeah, it's better than the Vikings. I'm sorry, it is. It just is. I hate to say it, but facts are what they are. What 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 else can you say? <laughs> you just kinda kinda have to leave that as is. And yeah, you got the two solid running backs, like I've already said. So no reason for me to believe the Bears can't be a playoff team, will they? will they not, you know what, it just depends, <laughs> the Bears are one of those teams, you, you you kind of flip a coin, they could be 10 and 6, and they could be 7 and 9, or 6 and 10, just flip a coin with these Bears, they're, you just don't know what you're going to get, until they play the game, <laughs> the Bears are funky like that, a team that's a lot more of a sure thing, and yes they are, <laughs> because they're sizing up the rings again, again, the Green Bay Packers, um, our Super Bowl champions coming into this season. Oh, goody. <sighs> mm. Aren't you guys excited? Well, I'm sure not. I'm sure not. <laughs> they lost basically nobody. They won the Super Bowl at t- t- with a 10-6 and six record. They got the job done. They did what they had to. They were able to keep James Jones, who the Vikings wanted, a guy whose stats were halfway decent, but would have been ridiculous had he actually caught some of the touchdown passes that were literally in the bread basket. They were in the oven, whatever you want to say. Bread basket sounds a lot better. Yeah. Um, for me, no reason to believe the Green Bay Packers cannot uh, compete for another title. Oh, come on! Seriously? <laughs> like- yeah, I know I'm the host of Pearl Mafia. I know this is the Vikings show, but yeah, it's my job to be <laughs> to, to be a, just a little bit objective here, and there's no reason why the Packers can't compete for another championship, unfortunately <laughs> to all of us, to myself, and to all of you listening, there's no reason to believe that the Packers cannot compete for another title um, will, will they win this year, will they win another title no, I say no, but that's just me, just gonna have to leave it as is, uh, The most exciting team in terms of transactions in the NFC North is the Chicago Bears. The Vikings are the second, our our second place because we did acquire Donovan McNabb. Michael Jenkins, well, great. Kind (laughs) of. And uh, that's about it there, really. It's because, well, yeah, and the Vikings draft pick of Christian Ponder was pretty exciting as well, just a little bit. So mostly the quarterback position for the Vikings in terms of additions. Outside of that, really... Well, they got, yeah, they got, we we got our (laughs) Adoyle Remy, Doyle. I'm saying his name all screwy, but you get the idea, we got him to help out with the defensive tackle position to help replace Patrick Williams, of course, dumping Brian McKinney was exciting in a lot of ways, in terms of like, whoa, I can't believe they did that, and Charlie Johnson coming in to replace him, not an exciting replacement, but a replacement. (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty much as it is. And yeah, I am just keep tying the Vikings back into the other teams because well, that's, this is a Vikings show and I guess that's just the way it's going to have to be. So sorry, Green Bay Packer fans about that. I just said your team can compete for the championship again this year and there's no reason to believe that they can't and I've said that about five times now just to annoy more Viking fans and I'm sorry about that. Um, no major losses for the Packers, no major additions. They kept the players they needed to keep and um, well, they're going to have a, a healthy year, Ryan Grant at the quarter at the running back position. Of course, Aaron Rodgers is ready to rock and roll. Matt Flynn, a few years ago, surprisingly won the number two job. Still, will be the number two quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Yes, they will. Donald Driver returning once again. Amazingly, Donald Driver will be the captain of the wide receivers. Greg Jennings is Greg Jennings. James Jones is James Jones. I mean, that's at least three very good wide receivers right there. Yeah, you know, you can't really go wrong with that. You imagine Michael Finley. The numbers weren't spectacular all of last year. They were good at some times and not good at others. But, again, a year, a year older and wiser, a year older and better. We'll see how he turns out. It'll be fun to watch for Packer fans, not for us Viking fans. <laughs> Packers, yep, they signed A.J. Hawk to a extension, a long exten- uh, extension, I mean, they kept the guys they needed to, and um, they're back, they're back, I'll just have to leave it as is, Green Bay Packers, the favorites to win the division, and could quite possibly go to the NFC Championship game and beyond, they could very definitely be right back in the NFC title game, as, uh, well, it's just how that is going to go, okay, I'm going to make my predictions for the NFC North division. The Detroit Lions will be back in their usual position, six and ten, seven and nine record. Though they will scare some teams, they will score some points, they will play some good defense, but they won't have a winning record this year. Seven, six and ten, seven and nine, maybe eight and eight. Detroit Lions. It all depends on Matthew Stafford. Will he blow up? Will he not? Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, but he he has done absolutely no re- he has done nothing for me to say that he will. So we're going to have to leave that as is. Detroit Lions will ride the pine in the NFC North. Chicago Bears too inconsistent. Like I said earlier, they could be six and ten, and they could be ten and six, eight and eight. Chicago Bears will be eight and eight. So I'm, I might as well <laughs> take the safe route and go in the middle. The Bears will be eight and eight, nine and seven. They will be obviously a threat to. Whoever they play, they will be a threat to whoever they play. It'll be uh, interesting to see what what happens to them. I mean, anything could happen to the Bears. They could be twelve and four. Who knows? Jay Keller blows up. Um, all the the big pieces play well. Marion Barber's a really huge uh, boost for uh, Matt Forte. We'll see what happens there. We really will. Chester Taylor lit a fire under Forte last year. Will <laughs> Barber light even more of a fire? And really add more of a goal line threat to the Bears. Hey, we'll see. But until then, I'm gonna say they're eight and eight. Second place is gonna be Minnesota. Yep, yeah, I'll say the Minnesota Vikings center second place. And yeah. <clears throat> Some of you will say this is too optimistic. Some of you may even go as far as to say it's too pessimistic. Um, the Minnesota Vikings will be nine and seven or ten and six. I'm going with ten and six. Because an easier schedule, they have a fourth-place schedule. They finished behind Detroit last year, folks. So, I think Minnesota is ten and six with a, and they will clinch a playoff berth. Where they go beyond that, who knows? But I think Donovan McNabb is good enough. Donovan McNabb, Adrian Peterson are good enough, along with the still very good defensive line with the Vikings. Uh, a, a young improving uh, safety duo a, and a, a I think it's a better safety duo than last year with Sanford and Abdullah it's not great, it's unproven, but we'll see, uh, Cedric Griffin and Chris Cook, can they stay healthy, I pray to God yes, Antoine Winfield should be as solid as ever, but will this be the year he drops off? <laughs> Cross your fingers and hope to God it isn't, and Mr. L. Raymond who knows what will happen he may end up becoming the safety of the future for this team, he may end up becoming a really good safety Some people really like Mr. O'Raymond. We'll see. Maybe he'll emerge and become more than expected right away, early on. We'll see what happens. But Jamarcus Sanford, I think, can play in this league. Just stay away from E.J. Henderson, please, when you're trying to make a hard hit on somebody. Like, aim for the opponent this time. Okay? So, just uh, not trying to make a pun or a shot. I just pray to God. (laughs) Sedford's <laughs> a little bit more careful with his aim than he was, and uh, busting up uh, EJ's femur—that really sucked, actually. <laughs> but yeah, ten and six, Minnesota ten and six, Green Bay eleven and five or twelve and four. Even though they won the Super Bowl, and will have a very will have a, a difficult schedule. They're going to be a very good football team. They are a very good football team. End of story. Green Bay Packers win the NFC North. I'm sorry, guys, but I got to be honest. I got to be objective. I gotta give you. The, I gotta give you what I gotta give you. Viking fan first. Well, okay, NFL fan. I'm a Viking fan first and everything, but I gotta be a NFL objective coming in. I gotta come in with my brain and my experience, not just my heart. Okay, my heart is here. I want the Vikings to win, but I can't just sit here and guarantee a division championship, 12 and 4, and a Super Bowl title. It'd be nice, but I can't do it. And uh, I picked them to win it all last year. And they didn't come close, so we're just going to have to leave that as is. I picked them to win it all in 99, too. (laughs) Well, how about I pick the Vikings to finish last place and they go all the way and win it? Maybe I should do that, but uh, no, they won't finish in last place. I think Donovan McNabb is too good for that. I really believe Donovan McNabb is going to have an extremely good football season. I mean, all signs are pointing to Donovan McNabb being excellent um, and that's all there is to it there. So that will conclude my prediction for the NFC North. Green Bay first, Minnesota second. Both of them in the postseason. Chicago, probably not in the playoffs, but maybe. Uh, high end, maybe. Uh, in Detroit, not in the playoffs. Last place, but dangerous. But dangerous. A spoiler for teams. And uh, going into next year, could be a playoff team. So that's going to conclude that. We are going to come back for the... Uh, we're going to make a very brief preview of the San Diego Chargers game. And, uh, which, of course, is this Sunday, <laughs> yeah, and then I will conclude the entire show with my NFL previews, who will get to the conference championship games, and who will get to the Super Bowl, and who will win it. I will conclude the show with that, uh, but we'll make a brief preview of San Diego right after this. <laughs> Back here on Fribble Mafia, episode number ninety-three. Which is a reminder, again, for iPod users and other MB3 players. Welcome back to the show. Welcome on board. It's a little bit of a long one, but it's a season preview. Of course, it's going to be long. You know, if you're surprised by that, you're not really smart. Okay, uh, that wasn't the nicest thing to say, but it's it's honest. Well, the San Diego Superchargers will be hosting the Minnesota Vikings at three fifteen central. One fifteen Pacific. The San Diego Chargers, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully more likely to be the new resident in the Los Angeles football stadium in the coming years. Though I would love to say see the Chargers stay in San Diego. I think San Diego deserves a football team. I really, really love the name. I mean, if it's a, if it's if it's dealing with electricity or fish, I tend to like the, at least the name and logo of the team. You know, at least I like the name and logo so I like it, I like the name of the Chargers, I quietly always kind of like the Chargers, I don't love them, but I kind of like them, Uh, especially in the late Tomlinson era, one of my all-time favorite running backs in the league, Phillip Rivers is always putting up good numbers, gosh, Billy Volek's still there, got it like that, it's a good football team, it is, Uh, like them or not, they're a good football team, Oh, remember the Vincent Jackson dream? He's going to be the wide receiver for the Vikings. Well, he's still with San Diego. Can you believe that? That's pretty crazy. Yep, Vincent Jackson still donning the Bolts. Yes, he is. And uh, well, he's going to be a threat for the Vikings coming in. San Diego Chargers always with the, um, always with the uh, the constant nag in the back in the beginning uh, in the nag in their ears every year. Well, the Chargers are slow starters. They're always slow starters, so <laughs> that's one of the things the Vikings really, really should be worried about. That because you know the Chargers are probably going to want to do everything they can to kick somebody's butt to shut that to shut that whole talk up about the, how the Chargers always start slow. And yes, they do always start slow. Gosh, when I started watching football in 1992 at age 13, I remember the San Diego Chargers opening the season 0 and 4 and winning the division with an 11-5 record with the rookie coach of Bobby Ross at the time. Uh, I still remember that, folks. Yeah, Stan, <laughs> Stan Humphreys, um, Nate Means. You know, remember those guys? Yeah, yeah, I have been around that long. Yes, I have. Those guys are not very young people probably at this day and age, I don't think. Yeah, they're at minimum like in their upper 40s by now. <laughs> Good times right there. Actually, they have Quinton Jammer at cornerback it's a you know it's a good team I oh, and remember Bob Sanders remember that safety Bob Sanders we talked about earlier he's a San Diego Charger a guy we would have liked to have in the Minnesota Vikings the former Colt he's a strong safety a small guy but hits hard and gets it done that's what he does he's a good tackler can he stay healthy who knows Nate Kading still there um, he, just, he is what he is one of the better kickers in the league maybe not the best kicker in the league but he's you know he's a pretty good player San Diego Chargers. I've said their name way too many times. They got depth at every position, basically. <laughs> Still a good football team. Um, very capable of obviously putting uh, putting a number on the Vikings on the road. Leslie Frazier, though, is a coach that can absolutely t- yeah, that can that can surprise people. I mean, you go into Washington after getting drubbed by the Green Bay Packers in the Dome. You go into Washington. It wasn't a very good football team, but it's always hard to win there. Um, they had a guy wearing number five at the time. Yeah, Donovan McNabb, <laughs> and of course McNabb's good. Good uh, looks a lot more sharp this year than he did last year. This game's tough to call. It kind of it just depends on how, te- how they, what team comes out with the right fire, which team doesn't. Unfortunately, usually that would lean towards the home team in that category. Uh, Both teams have great running backs. Potentially, Ryan Matthews did not blow up last year. No, he did not. Phillip Rivers, though, obviously more than capable of blowing up, and they have enough receivers on the roster to do that. Ryan Matthews' numbers last year, under 700 yards and got seven touchdowns. Is he going to blow up for the Chargers? Who knows? But uh, I like the Vikings' chances coming in. LaTroy Guyon and Remy O'Doyle will be I mean, guys, after Ryan Matthews, I think they can get it done. Latroy Guyon will make his first NFL start. Very exciting, very excited for him. A guy who not only can get to the quarterback, but he's also a excellent. He's also going to get into the backfield to get the running back as well. Gosh, <laughs> I really, really, really want to pick the Vikings to win this game. I really do, and I do think they can. The Chargers do have the reputation to lose early in the season. But on paper, you look at both teams, the Chargers are at home, they have the motivation to finally shut up all the critics about the early start. I'm forced to pick the Chargers at this point in time, and I'm going to go with a 28-24 victory for the San Diego Chargers, unfortunately, coming into week one, and this is no shot at the Minnesota Vikings. I think they'll be extremely competitive. I think they absolutely can win this game, but I don't think they will. I'm sorry to say, um, you have questionable health at the in the secondary. Of course, you have questions in general in the secondary. You have very large receivers who are very talented. You still have Malcolm Floyd who is huge. <laughs> you have Vincent Jackson who is huge. It's uh, you know Antonio Gates who's still one of the best tight ends in all of football. The veteran Randy McMichael at the other tight end. Um, Phillip Rivers who you know puts up numbers that are just ridiculous. Ryan Matthews. I don't think Ryan Matthews. Will be a factor in this game. I think it's going to be the passing game that'll win the game for the San Diego Chargers. Uh, Ryan Matthews, I have no reason to believe he's going to cut through the Minnesota Vikings in this this coming week weekend. Whatever, I don't believe that. I don't believe Ryan Matthews is going to get much done against those young, uh, those two young linemen, the former Saints lineman, and of course Latroy Guyon. I don't believe that uh, the Vikings at linebacker position is very good. Chad Greenway, EJ Henderson are awesome, and Aaron Henderson has a lot to prove. And I think Aaron Henderson will be excellent this season, by the way. I'm just throwing that out, but I just think this Charger team is a little bit too much for the Vikings coming in, coming into the season on the road like this. I mean, I can't come on the air right now and say the Vikings are going to go into San Diego and beat this team. I, I can't do it as much as I'd like to. I can't do it. I just think the Chargers are too much. I just, I have to come out with that honest approach, so forgive me for fans out there, for that. Too many pieces on the San Diego Chargers at this point in time. That's just, I'm going to have to leave that as is. But the Vikings will make it one hell of a battle. There's no doubt about it. 28-24, San Diego, week one, but I think the Vikings will make things more and more interesting as the season progresses. As I said, the Vikings will be 10-6, and six, and that's with predicting a loss this Sunday. I do believe the Vikings will improve as the year progresses. I don't think they will come out. I don't think this will be their best game of the season Sunday. I highly doubt that. In fact, I actually honestly believe it will be uh, on the lower threshold for what is to come for the Minnesota Vikings in 2011. So how about that for positivity? I honestly believe that, too, as a, as a veteran football analyzer, you know, analyst, excuse me. So, let's get to the final topic. Let's get to the final topic. Who will be in the NFC Championship game? Who will be in the AFC Championship game? I'll go to the AFC first since it's obviously not on our side. You know, it, it's tough. There's at least four teams over there that could very easily get to the NFC Championship game. There are at least four. I'll name all four of them. <laughs> New England, yeah, surprise, right? Pittsburgh, yep. Surprise there too, right? Jets and Baltimore. All four of those teams could easily not only get to the NFC Championship game, not only get to the Super Bowl, but win the Super Bowl. All four of those teams, I think, it could win the Super Bowl. And yes, Baltimore could could do that. Yes, I believe that Baltimore could win it all. They're capable of winning on the road, and a team that's capable of doing just that is more than capable of, of uh, yeah, it is definitely the team that can win it. But, I'm going to go with the conference finals of New England and New York. The New York Jets with their glitchy team, and the New England Patriots with their, again, glitzy team. Even with the uh, departure of Murray Weather. <laughs> I believe the New England Patriots and the New York Jets will square off in the AFC Championship game. Pittsburgh Steelers, well, they have all the ability to do whatever they want, but they are the the uh, they are the, the cursed team that lost the Super Bowl. I think they'll get to the second round but lose to one of these teams. I do believe that. Um, Baltimore, I really, really, really like a lot, but I did not like the way things turned out for them in the second round last season. It was disappointing, to be honest. You know, I I don't wanna annoy people, but I (laughs) a team that had a great record last year that could not get it that just for some reason could not get it done against the New York Jets. I think they do get it done against the New York Jets this time around. I'm gonna go with that. (laughs) It's just as easily, but I'm gonna it's just as easy to pick the New York Jets to go to the Super Bowl. But I'm gonna pick the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl. I think they're finally, finally, finally going to get back to the Super Bowl. I think the New England Patriots will finally get there, and they will make things extremely interesting. I do believe that indeed. So now we're going to go over to the NFC before we talk about the Super Bowl. Obviously, we got to figure out who the Patriots will be playing. Hey, there are some talented teams over in the NFC as well. There are four teams that are just fantastic in the NFC. Four teams that could, as like I said about the previous deal, could not only get to the Conference Finals, but not only get to the Super Bowl, but even win the darn thing. (laughs) Despite what happened to them in the postseason last year, like Atlanta, which is going to be one of them, and New England, uh, Atlanta, New Orleans, Green Bay, and Philadelphia. Surprised that I picked Philadelphia, right? Yeah, real surprise with all that glitchy lineup as well. Go to the four teams, but I'm going to go with, right now, well, it's not going to be the two teams that are playing tomorrow night or tonight, whatever you want to say, depending on when this show is released or yesterday. Shoot, Thursday, Green Bay and New Orleans will, will square off in a season opener. The two most recent Super Bowl champions of '09 and 2010. You will see one of those two teams, though, in the NFC Championship game, and I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, the Green Bay Packers will get to the NFC title game to try to defend a championship. They will try as they might. But unfortunately, they will be on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles. And it will be too much. (laughs) I think Philadelphia, with Michael Vick, you know, in some ways I'm going on a limb, in some ways I'm not. I mean, something changed last year with Michael Vick as the year progressed. And it cost the Eagles dearly. But I've got a feeling. I mean, I can't believe... That there won't be a day with Michael Vick in the Super Bowl as a Philadelphia Eagle. With the way the, the way he improved, with the way this team is built around him, and no, not not because Ronnie Brown's on the roster, but because of, <laughs> a lot of other players <laughs> that they have added, and how good they already were last year. I think the Philadelphia Eagles will represent the NFC, the National Football Conference, in the Super Bowl in this coming season. Yes, I do. I think you will see a rematch of the 2004 Super Bowl. New England versus Philadelphia. Oh, come on, man! And I think the New England Patriots finally win another Super Bowl. I'm sorry to bore you fans with picking the Patriots again, but this team is too good for me to not believe they can't win a title. They can't win yet another title. I think they absolutely can, and in my in my mind, they absolutely will. The New England Patriots will finally get their fourth championship. It will finally happen this season, in my opinion. Chad Josinko being on that roster. Albert Haynesworth, Bill Belichick knows what he's doing. And he added these players for a reason. And when he adds big-name guys like that, they tend to blow up like Randy Moss did in 2007. Record numbers, ladies and gentlemen, for Randy Moss and Tom Brady. I don't think is going to break records, but I think he is a big addition and the Patriots still have Dion Branch, who was Tom Brady's favorite receiver when they won championships. Uh, Albert Hainsworth, I think Bill Belichick is going to get to that son of a gun, and he's going to make them a very good football team this coming season. And I think they will be winning their fourth, their fourth Super Bowl championship, finally, for, for that team. <laughs> it's been a long wait for them. 04 was quite a while ago, wasn't it? But I I can't believe that Tom Brady will not win a fourth Super Bowl. I can't believe that. I can't believe Bill Belichick will not win a fourth Super Bowl. In the end, they will, in my opinion. So with that, we are going to conclude episode number 93 of Purple Mafia. Again, please do call into the phone lines. (coughs) Excuse me for that. 209 736 7877 209 736 787 its a voicemail. Do treat it as such. I miss hearing from you guys out there. Please do call in. Mention you're calling it Purple Mafia, and then there you go. Comment, shout out, opine, whatever. There you go. It will be great to have you on there. Don't forget about the message boards, the front page of the website. Simply click on the button that says TSS boards. It's pretty obvious right in front of you. The page has a nice new sleek look. Congratulations Dylan Richardson on that. Good work. I hope you fans out there like it. And uh, I hope you enjoy the website. Do join the message boards. Get on there and comment. That would be spectacular. Don't forget about the Facebook page for Purple Mafia. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Also, Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Give that Twitter a follow. I tweet during games and during the week, but a lot during games, a lot more during games. I will be doing that this Sunday against the San Diego Superchargers, <laughs> who will not be in the Super Bowl. I would be quite surprised if they were. But again, as I mentioned, a tough team, a stacked team, and uh, they will be. Uh, they'll be. They'll be tough to beat, in my, in my opinion. So there you go. That's the contact details, and uh, it's been a really fun season preview. It really has. It's been one of the longer Purple Mafia shows. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've tried to keep it as informative and fun as possible. Uh, and I really wish Dylan Richardson was with me, though, and I'm just sorry that I didn't plan better than I did. But when you get a schedule like mine, it's hard to do that, and. Dylan, hey, Dylan's schedule sometimes gonna be hard on him too, and uh, wish him the best always. I will get him on ASAP. I mean, this show needs to have somebody joining it. I can't. It can't be just me. I hope it's you, callers out there as well. Gotta have you on board. All right, guys, we will talk about hopefully a Vikings victory against San Diego in episode number 94. Until then, do take care and go Vikings.